This is Rob Scott, and you're listening to Fundamental Shift. Hi, everybody. Today's talk is called What Really Makes You Happy? And it's an interesting concept. It's a little bit like another talk I've done, From Form to Feeling. And uh, we are going to go through the things underneath actions in life that tend to make us happy. And we're going to try and uh, call those out a little bit and discuss how we foster those, why we want to foster those, and more importantly than that, what happens in our life if we find uh, where our happiness comes from, how meaningful that can be to us on a fearlessness level and on a just living from a different place and being quite contented level. So uh, where does your happiness uh, come from? What really makes you happy? That is today's topic, and let's get started. Right in the beginning of the talk, I want to make a big sort of statement that happiness actually comes from being. And uh, for people who are just listening for the first time, being may not be defined just yet and all that, but I'm going to try and go through and describe how I mean that. And I'm going to use a lot of things that people think make them happy as examples. And I'm not saying that those things don't make them happy, but that they're really just pointers to uh, this sort of state of being or being contented with yourself. And uh, if we talk about anything from playing a sport that we enjoy to um, potentially doing drugs to dancing to drinking alcohol to driving cars fast to just enjoying cars to watching sports, the parts of those things that bring joy are the being parts. They're really the when we get lost um, in ourselves or from ourselves and are really just having fun. Um, so to describe that in a little more depth, um, if we're playing a sport, it's not so much, we may think that we really enjoy the competition, but I would suggest that the getting lost in the sport is actually more joyous. Being you know, childlike in our, in our playing of the sport is often when we have a little bit more fun. It's not really when we're critiquing ourselves and getting competitive and getting upset with our play. It's much more around... Um, when we're lost in the in the good shot and the zone and feeling really great about what we're doing, uh, that's the being of the playing a sport. If we talk about doing drugs or, or uh, taking alcohol or something that's going to make us physically feel better, um, it's certainly not the fiending or wanting for that. It is a little bit of the feeling that comes from the satisfaction of getting uh, a substance that's going to make us feel a little better. But then when the, when the substance at whatever point in time, say we're drinking a couple drinks about you know one or two drinks in, we start to feel loose, we start to feel a little better. That feeling uh, of looseness and of feeling better is actually the joy that comes in. It's, um, and then we, we chase that and we tend to drink too much or we, uh, we you know try and hold on to that too long and we can't because we didn't realize that it was just the being okay with ourselves in that, in that moment that was really uh, the fun part. So... If that's true, how do we foster that fun part? How do we foster that fun part in anything we're doing, in our job, in our work, in our fun, in our, uh, in our drinking or not drinking, or our drugging or not drugging? How do we find that fun uh, and, and pay attention to it? Because ultimately, we don't really want to be dependent on things for fun. And what I'm really supposing for us in this talk today is that we don't have to be dependent on things for our joy. 
And if we find that that's true, if we find that what really makes you happy is uh, a sense of being, if that is the thing that's underneath all these other things that, that make us uh, find joy, I want to point out that, number one, that's available for us to foster through practice and through trying to understand it a little more deeply and through understanding and through you know these talks and through sitting and meditation, we can try and foster that being sense of, of peace and joy, right? And beyond that, the fearlessness that pours in because of that, because all of a sudden, if you realize I'm not dependent on my job for my satisfaction, it's not money that specifically makes me happy. Money is a means to my happiness in that I feel security. I feel these things right in my talk on from form to feeling. We talked about bringing our attention from the form or idea of something into the feeling of something and how powerful that can be. And I guess what I'm trying to specify in this talk is that uh, that feeling can be one of uh, joy or contentment or happiness. And what inspired this is I was sitting the other day and I just, you know, deeply realized not for the first time, but just that I'm really happy and that doesn't depend on where I'm living and it doesn't depend on what my job is and it doesn't depend on what book I'm reading or what's outside me. I don't need to feed that with anything. It's already inside me. So that seems really important to let people know that that's possible, doesn't it? If you already know that, I'm thrilled for you. If you don't know that, uh, let's see if I can point at it in other ways because it seems really important. So uh, happiness is inside us. And even if we just need to make that an assumption for a second, let's go on from there. I also want to point out that once we learn to foster this being sense, right, if we're meditating and we know how to do that, well, that doesn't mean that we just go meditate all the time. It doesn't mean that we give up these other things. I'm not at all saying that anybody should give up anything that makes them happy. What I'm saying is that we'll be able to foster more of the joy out of the things that we uh, like to do. Once we realize that um, you know, doing crafts or something is what makes us happy, we can find the being in that more easily and uh, find a lot more joy in it uh, when we do do it. So you might ask, Rob, if being is where happiness comes from, if that's true, then how do people who have no idea how to be or how to foster presence and uh, happiness and meditation and whatnot, how do they have any joy whatsoever? Well, it's naturally in all these things. Um, as we do anything, there is a sense of being that we kind of flip-flop in between. And the unhappier the person is, the less you'll see them sort of be okay with with that sense of being uh, but everybody has the potential to slip into being from time to time and that's why we like things that's why we actually get addicted to things as soon as we come across something that has a little bit more being in it for us um, and for some people again that's drug use and, and alcohol sadly um, and for a lot of people that's addiction to a certain sport or to watching TV because it quiets their busy mind or whatever um, you can find these moments, these fleeting moments of, of being and happiness, and that's what we hold on to. Um, there's a much deeper state of happiness that can come once we're aware of that and once we can learn to foster it. So that's really the talk for today. That's really what I want to get at. And the, the thing that I haven't done well today is describe how we unknowingly come across being. And you know, I'm, I'm thinking of sports again or when we drive a car really fast or when our body gives off some type of chemical that we really enjoy. 
and we feel contented. That is being. But if we learn to foster being, we can enjoy not just when the chemicals are working just right in our body because of adrenaline or endorphins or something else or, or things we've added. Um, we can actually just enjoy being in any state. And from there, that's, a, again, a really powerful place to be because we can focus on anxiety and really find stillness in that. We can focus on uh, things that would seem unhappy to us generally. And we can have fostered the power to um, not need to move that, not need to change that, not need to get away from anything. And that's a really powerful way to be. And so uh, bliss and happiness and joy come from sitting and being and not comparing. Uh, I do want to use sports again. As we take the joy of playing a sport, you know, if we're out playing uh, what's popular, football, right? We're out playing football and we're really having a great time. We realize we're pretty good at this. The more we creep into paying attention to how good we are at it, the more self-conscious we become, the less fun is in there. doesn't mean that fun exits completely. We may still enjoy playing, but you realize that people's faces get a little bit more serious. They get worried about their own performance a little more. They become self-conscious. And as we're not self-conscious, that's where the state um, of being comes in. And it's a horrible use of words because... Self-conscious in the way that I'm saying it now means that we become critical of ourselves, not self-aware. Um, one sense of being self-conscious would be uh, being conscious of yourself or self-aware. That's something we are trying to foster in meditation. The way I'm saying it is that we're becoming uh, self-conscious and that we're becoming critical of ourselves. And that's a, that's a close distinction on words, but something that's important. But to learn to foster happiness and joy and realize that it's in the being of the thing that we're doing. When we're watching a movie, it's when we're actually contented just sitting and being. It's when we're not in our head, not worried about what's coming next, not uh, not in some futuristic struggle um, that we find joy. So um, I think that's a really important point. So today's talk, happiness uh, tends to come from being. All the things that we enjoy, dancing, you know, driving cars, playing sports, laughing, being with friends, the parts of those things that bring joy are the being parts. So what this means is that the things that we chase in life don't necessarily bring us joy or bliss. Our own security, where we live, what our car looks like, all those things don't really bring us joy or bliss. We already have the joy or bliss inside of us. We just need to learn how to listen to it. So just being is blissful, and if you start judging to call things bad or good, you're not being anymore, then you're thinking. And so we're all kind of walking through this state of being and then thinking about it, and then being and then thinking about it. And we find ourselves being, and what I'm trying to point out is that if we can highlight the being part and pay attention to that and sit there a little longer, we become happier with ourselves, we become more contented with ourselves, and we're less dependent on what's outside us, then we're less a victim of the situation, then we can really come from a powerful, happy place. The things that are really still somewhat fun when we don't know how to be, it means that being pours in anyway. You know, how much better could it be if we learn to foster that presence? That's the state of awakening that everybody is talking about. One, it is because you'd be able to have more happiness just in general, but two, because you become, again, non-dependent on things. 
Your job doesn't bring you joy. Your money doesn't bring you joy. Your relationships don't bring you joy because you already have joy. Once you realize that, that is true freedom. And it's our mistake that thinking that joy and happiness are outside of us. They're really inside of us. So, again, this talk is a little bit like form to feeling, but from the other side of it. Um, we do want to take our attention from the form to the feeling of it. But I want to point out that the feeling of it is the bliss of it. And that's really the, the important distinction today. Once we realize this stuff, we can become fearless because there is no way to take our happiness from us. You can go to jail and be happy. You can be getting physically tortured, really, if we want to take it to a serious extreme. And, uh, and you can sit in that and not compare your situation and be just quite contented with what's going on. And I'm sure that's going to ruffle some feathers if I, you know, um, if I let that out there. But that's actually true. Um, there is no way to separate us from bliss once we know where it comes from. So someone may say, yeah, but there's pain too. And I say that without the comparison, pain can be blissful as well. Uh, we're not seeking that out. We're not trying to do that. There's nothing masochistic about this. I'm just saying that there's nothing to fear. There's nothing to be worried about because we can be okay through all situations. So that is my talk for today. And this is Rob Scott. You're listening to Fundamental Shift. Go to backtobreath.com. Leave me comments. Let's talk about it. Uh, send me an email. Thanks so much for listening in. Be kind to yourself and everybody else. Have a great day. Yeah, we know.